Are you ever faced with a decision and confused by your options? Become empowered with the knowledge to make informed choices, expand your awareness, and go beyond the mainstream. Infuse your life with spirituality and surround yourself with a community of like-minded people. Welcome to Empowered Today. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Natural Childbirth 101, and now our host, Jennifer Hemphill. Welcome, everybody, to Empowered Today. We're so glad you're here. We have an exciting topic to talk about today. We're going to talk about educating our children from age 5 to 12. Those are rough numbers, by the way. But we're looking at what do we do in our lives to help to educate them and what choices do we have? You know, so much of educating our kids, we think only of public or private school, but there are a lot more options out there. And there's a lot of other education that goes on outside of school. So we'll get started right away and talk a bit about education. And Kaleem, I know you and I have had opportunities with our kids to do different types of education. And we're going to explore a little bit on some of those options, because obviously these are topics that could go into long and drawn out and <laughs> detailed beyond what we've got time for right now. But um, you know, let's talk a little bit about starting with school. When you have a child ready to go into the school system, what what's your experience been? And, and tell me a little bit about what your choices have been. So when my son got ready to start school, I, I started with like a co-op preschool. Why? Because I knew he was ready to play and learn. And, but I looked for one that I could be involved with so that it wasn't just dropping him off and I don't have to worry about him anymore, right? I wanted to be involved with that. So picking one, I picked one that loved imagination. They had capes and dress up and they had lots of things that he could manipulate and create and recreate. And that was really important to me too. And that they had time as little communities to sing and to dance and I felt like he was enriching as a person. Well, eventually, yes, I did put him in traditional school, and unfortunately, he didn't thrive there. It very quickly became apparent that even though there was reading and writing and math, that the being of who he was uh, was, was struggling a lot. So I pulled him out and um, then began to look for educational systems that would support his style of learning. And I think that's where I learned that there isn't a one size fits all for all kids. Now, I get that some educations, uh, some families on a cost wise, that would be a challenge for them. But there are so many charter schools now to choose from. And so we're going to talk more about that. I know, as we go through the podcast today, and in the future, more detail. But I know for me, I have really learned that if we want our children as adults to thrive and decide that they want to pick careers and go after them because they feel like they can, they need an educational system that doesn't just teach them information, but teaches them to use everything that they can in their life. Otherwise, they're professional students. Right. They're not productive adults. Right. You talked a little bit about having that individuality with your son. Um, I felt the same way with mine. And I think it starts when they're 
you know, even pre-verbal, you know, if you watch your kid and you figure out kind of who they are as a person, you get a sense of what's going to work for them and what's not. And I agree, there's many groups who look at what education is and think there's just one option. There's, there's no other choice. And as far as a private school or something that might be uh, requiring pi- uh, a payment or you know additional tuition, sure, I could see that that could be a challenge. Challenges can be overcome, but uh, you know it could be a challenge. But there's a whole nother you know uh, twenty hours a day uh, that you can teach your children. So there's a lot more than just the formal educational aspect when we're looking at how our kids learn and helping them to grow as humans. Now, my kids had the same kind of situation that you were talking about. They, they had so much imagination and there was so much in them that I could see blossoming if they were in an environment that would embrace that. And so my girls started out at a Montessori Um, They started out at a preschool level, um, and that environment was, too, one that really honors the five senses and really learning through experience more than just sitting down and memorizing. And as they got into their education and, and started into elementary school, formal education, you know, we did put them into regular public school, but everything they had learned prior just set them up for an, a learning experience that was just far beyond what was being taught between, you know, eight and three each day. And I really was a huge proponent of that uh, multi-sensory learning. And we do that at home, right? I mean, you know, when your kids are in the kitchen with you, that's a learning experience. You know, when you're teaching them how to mow the grass and they're pushing a mower next to you, that's a learning experience. And there's so many of these experiences I think we miss sometimes because we think education's only done in a school. You know, in our last podcast, we talked about the crawling and the importance of making sure that they did those early developmental milestones without any gear, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When we take this into the children as they're learning, it's like they have to have that foundational setting, and that happens so early. Yeah. I mean, before really the age of seven, they set that foundational patterning. And as they do that, then they have a chance to really take what they've known and really explore the world. Right. And I know for me, once uh, it was apparent that my son was not doing well in traditional school, I thought, I'm going to pull him home. I'm going to homeschool him. I can do this, <laughs> right? And we have a lot of families and a lot of support Absolutely. for homeschooling now. In that day, not quite the same. Right. But I pulled him home, and I began to say, all right, I will homeschool him. And part of it was, what's he interested in? Right. If he's interested in, you know, Wyoming or another country, or if he's interested in electronics or whatever it is, how can I incorporate the reading, the writing, the math, the research, the uh, studies of things in what he was interested in learning? And uh, I often will tell people this little story because it wasn't, he wasn't very old. Um, I'm thinking he was around that probably six or seven year old stage. And for some reason, he decided that the mechanism that was on the couch where you flip your feet up 
was fascinating. <laughs> and <laughs> the next thing I knew, he was taking it apart. <laughs> so I say, you know, he was he was uh, he was a, an amazing kiddo, um, but he had such a thirst for how did things work. And I, I thought, all right, how can I harness this without him taking everything apart in the house? <laughs> so I put an ad up, and I said to anybody, we lived in an apartment building, put an ad up, and I said, if anybody has any old electronics that they don't want anymore, can you let me know? And I had people that donated like a, a you know, in that day, a, a thing that we used radio, right? And um, I said to him, here's the tools. This, you can take apart, figure out what it is, and let's use it. And I want you to kind of draw me some pictures of what you took apart and how that was put together. And we we talked about that. And he loved certain things that I made in the kitchen. And I said, all right, let's get the recipe book out. Let's look at how the math is. Let's measure. Let's create something, right? Um, very quickly, I realized as a single parent who was also a midwife, which meant sometimes I had long hours, right? Um, that that was a challenge to keep up with homeschooling for me. So I went looking for another resource. Um, and, and I think parents need to understand that it's not an all or nothing, right? You and I have talked about that a number of times that what works for this year or a few years might be something that has to transition for other years, you know? It's all about awareness, I think, right? So you watch your children and you're open with awareness. What are they into? What do they like? How do they learn? What do they see? You know, it's going to be different than what you see. Um, My littlest right now is so into music. And, you know, fortunately, her father's into sound. So we've been able to have her record things and just hear her voice back. Now, she says it's cringy, <laughs> which I guess is the new word. But, you know, she has such a great time being able to be creative and do those things. And so I think it really is, you know, that's what's hipping in right now. And that's not the right word because I'd get in trouble for that. But that's what she's into right now. Next year, it'll be something else. But if we're staying aware, if we're staying in touch with our kids and we realize where they are in life and we support that, you know, what a gift you can give them. You know, even like we said, even if it has to be outside of the school building, if it's something that really is feeding them from a spiritual side, from an emotional side, from a mental side, uh, fostering that and, and helping them to grow, that is education. And Lord knows where they're, where it's going to go. You know, it, you know, at any point, something comes back around, she becomes a Grammy winner. I'm going to say, I fostered that. But, you know, it's, it's what we have to do as parents. Find where our kids live. Find out what makes them tick. Um, it's been a real challenge for uh, other of my children. Um, you know, it's not always easy. Um, but I think it's something that's really important, too. So now let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. Courses.NaturalChildbirth101.com is your premium education video online series for pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, and parenting. Natural Childbirth 101 will be your guide on your journey to welcoming your baby with joy and celebration. 
Learn the proven ways that thousands have used to take ownership for their journey and to create the most amazing memories you and your baby will share for a lifetime. Go to courses.naturalchildbirth101 to subscribe to your Bundle of Joy subscription today. You know, uh... One of the things that occurred when my son was in traditional school and he came home one day and he said, I wanted to learn how to do multiplication. And when I said that to my teacher, she said, oh, you're too young for that. You can't learn that right now. And I think that was one of my determining factors was that he was ready to go forward and now knowing some of the challenges that he he faced in school as he went forward, there were things like that that inhibited his ability by telling him that he couldn't do that right now. And I know um, when uh, I was ready for something else, I was looking then at private schools, and I didn't know how I was going to afford it. Um, and... When I began to look at some of them, I thought, wow, how am I going to afford this? You know, I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. That alone Very was expensive. expensive. <laughs> and I thought, I can't afford a private school at this much money. And, you know, you sweetly said, come on out to where I am, which was Sacramento. And and there was a Waldorf school. Yeah. The best Waldorf school that we have really on this side of the uh uh, the United States yeah. where, you know, I'm, I was, I'm in California. Right. Yeah. And I remember thinking, okay, you know, I'll go out and let's see what this is all about. And so you took me on a drive. Yeah, I remember. And we're driving up this wonderful little green belt that was in the road. And you took me down this driveway and in through these gates and into this school that I went, this is a school. This is houses. This is mud that he can play in. This was trees to climb. This was, what was this, you know? And I remember going for that day and with the teacher, they happened to, they happened in January to have one opening. Yeah. And I thought, wow. And, and, you know, it was about him going to school with galoshes on so that he could get dirty. And I knew if he came home dirty, he had had a good day. It was a good day. And he came home and he learned to play the violin. And I loved listening to him play, even if it was squeaky. <laughs> I was so tickled and happy. Play me more. Anyway, I mean, he thrived in that Waldorf situation for a good year. And um, I was so grateful for everything that he had learned and what he had progressed on to be able to move forward and that it gave him a chance to blossom. And Waldorf is one way, you know. Um, and then going forward into, you know, other types of, of schooling. Many people, and I know, um, you know, my my companion has homeschooled a lot of her kids. Yeah, yeah. I actually had an a episode, <laughs> a year of homeschooling myself. Um, I, my eldest child, uh, was just not doing well emotionally in her first year or sorry, her second year of middle school. Hey, Jen, I don't know. Does, do all of our listeners know the ages of your kids? <laughs> Probably not. Well, why don't you tell <clears throat> them? So <clears throat> my, um, my oldest is almost 30 
and my youngest is uh, almost 10. And they go 30, well... That's a complicated answer. Okay, all right. We know that you had <laughs> surrogate babies. We do. The three that you are have raised in your home, Yes. what are their ages? So uh, almost 30, 22, her birthday is today, and uh, nine. And then my husband's sons are 23, 21, and 14. And then your two surrogate babies are 25 and 23. Right. So I think it's, it's, I just wanted our listeners to understand that you have had, you understand the wide scope. You're not just in the young, you've dealt with all of it all the way up through college Yep. and you've had multiple, uh, opportunities. For sure. And it's been, um, a, not been a one size fits all, you know, like we talked about before, each child has been a little different, a little unique, and meeting them where they are has been the key for for me, for certain. And in when my new uh, husband, <laughs> who's ten years now, but uh, when we first got together, we realized that our philosophies were very much the same. That uh, kids are not just you know one size fits all for sure. And so we've had multiple situations with all of our kids where something's just not worked. Uh, you know, the one that I was just talking about, the one who's 30, um, and back when she was her second year in middle school, uh, I pulled her for homeschool for a year. And the reason I did it was actually nothing to do with academics. It had everything to do with uh, social uh constructs, uh, bullying, um, poor behavior choices, acting out. So what I learned about her at that point was that she really was pushing the envelope to see if I was paying attention. And as much as education has to do, like you said, you know, reading, writing, math, science, there's a whole nother element of it that shapes them as a moral being on this planet. And if they're not in a situation where they feel understood or when they feel like they're not valued, they act out. And, you know, so often it's about the teacher making the difference or the counselor doing something to straighten them out. But I've never operated that way. I'm her parent. I'm the one who put her here. And so it's my responsibility to ensure that if something's not working, I figure out what it is and I fix it. And so when she was at this very delicate age, middle school is really hard. We all know that. And she was very sensitive, but she had a very brave front. You know, this was the kid, nothing hurt her. And I could tell something had definitely hurt her. And so I brought her home with me. I said, that's it. We're done with public education this year you're with me. And I literally kept her in the same office that I was in. And she did her schoolwork and complained every day that I was ruining her life. And, you know, as we got through that year, I realized that this was one of those people who just was self-driven, self-motivated, but sensitive. And so all the peer pressure and all the other stuff that goes on in middle school was just distracting her from doing what she really needed to do to learn and grow. Now, after that year, I did have the opportunity to put her in a new school. 
we had moved between that year um, from uh, Houston, Texas, where we are now, uh, to Wisconsin, Janesville. And it was a small town, small school, different values, and she did great. Uh, she actually ended up graduating high school early um, because they would allow for that self-direction. It was They were very supportive of each kid getting what they needed. And it wasn't this huge school where the bullying was out of control. And I just, I found a better space for her and she did great. But if I hadn't have listened, if I hadn't been aware, would she just have been the kid labeled the problem child? Would she just have ended up on this principal's list of people to watch? And would she have missed so much of that educational opportunity because she was fighting demons that she didn't need to fight? And, you know, that emotional side of her, even to this day, she puts up that brave front sometimes. And you really have to sit down with her and say, what's going on? I'm here. I hear you. And then she'll realize that, you know, there are people who understand and she is valued. You know, I think that that brings us to that being present as a child, as a parent with our kids all the way along and just listening I know that there are parents out there that have been struggling with kids or maybe they aren't parents yet. And they're like, how do we do this? How do we do it right, right? And I think that um, you have to give yourself a little bit of grace and understanding. For sure. Because uh, no two kids are alike um, and what they need for education isn't going to be the same. And um, we have family dynamics that can be different from blended families to families where both parents work and, and there's all of that. And so um, it's just listening. I think yeah. it's listening to your own intuition and your heart and trying to figure out what to do. So, you know, um, there some people talk about unschooling. Yeah, I've heard yeah. a lot about that. I've not personally had an experience with yeah. it. Yeah, nor, nor have I. Um, but I've known some families that have done unschooling, and, you know, as I watch them, they are seeking for what is the child interested in. Mm-hmm. And they really, I think of sometimes, um, you know, many will say if you're going to homeschool kids, uh, if you're thinking you're going to make a classroom in the in the home with the desk and the chair and the chalkboard, uh, that may not function really well. Now, maybe <laughs> right. for some it does, but that may not work because now you're you're repeating what they had in school. Um, and I think unschooling goes a little more maybe of what I did in the beginning, which yeah. was what are they interested in, even though I had some textbook type things. But um, but I think I remember one family, and, and her kids are, are raised now, but she would say, oh, yeah, and, and this was not too long ago that she had a teenager that was still at home and she'd say you know we unschool and I go really and she says yep he's interested in this particular country so we're going on a tour and they went to the country I think for about two and a half weeks uh, maybe longer and they you know he went and he explored all about their culture and their history and their foods and you know, what were the things that were going on? And I think, wow, all of us in school that went to traditional school, like I did, you know, we had uh, California history and we had world history, right? And U.S. history. And I think, what would it have been like if somebody had taken me on a tour 
of U.S. history. Because I couldn't tell you squat about what I learned right. in my history class, even though I loved my teacher. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. So I think, I think when we look at education, I think empowering the families that are listening to us is to say, look outside the box. Right. Look at what's going to be best for the child or best for each child and how that, that changes and grows and expands as they change and grow and expand. And really, um, you know, I just love what you said. You just said, you know what? She didn't like it, but I knew that that was really what was going to help her be best, which gave her that ability to really excel. And so much of what we do with that foundation, that educational foundation, leads into other things. You know, you're talking about that family that unschooled and traveled in order to educate on an area or a a part of the world that was so fascinating to that child. Can you imagine if we all had the opportunity to see other people and other cultures instead of in a book, but to realize they're people just like us and the level of respect that we could grow with these kids when they just know, I have a friend who lives in that country. These are good people. The level of animosity that we sometimes have around the world about what's different would just evaporate because you couldn't have a friend in one place and, and think they're strange or different at the same time. You would have to reconcile that kind of emotion and realize that we're all really the same under the skin. We have a different experience of life, but we all love, we all want to be understood and we all want to be heard. And I, I just think it's so fascinating that this educational foundation would lead us all to such a bigger, grander understanding of the world and our place in it if we paid a little more attention and we maybe ventured out sometimes instead of thinking, like you said, that we're stuck in this box um, we have a lot of different educational opportunities here, and I know we'll be talking about them more in future podcasts because we're fascinated with this topic. But we also know that we have another very fascinating topic coming up in our next podcast. So podcast number six, we're going to venture a little more into nutrition and how it affects the body because, you know, we're talking about education. If you're not a well-fed person, that brain's not going to work. So we need to make sure we dive in there. So pass us your questions. If you have some interest in this area, do you have questions about how to eat better or what you need to eat? Email us, let us know, and we'll include those topics in future podcasts. But for now, I'm going to turn this back over to Kaleem, and we're going to talk a little bit about wrapping up this topic today. So I want to pose a question to you Oof, all today. I love questions. What's in your pantry or your refrigerator? And let's bring that to our next podcast. But bringing our podcast today to a close, we want to once again and always celebrate all of you for making the decision to come. To living today empowered. And until next time, Live your empowered life.
Thank you for listening to Empowered Today. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Natural Childbirth 101. We are looking forward to you joining us for our next episode.